Get out of here with them weak weak ass shoes, yo. What's up, Balls Deep fam, to another episode of Balls Deep. It's season two, episode 16. And to your surprise, Jovan isn't here. And in his place is Isaiah. Isaiah is back to fill in for Jovan once again. So it's Balls Deep with Devin and Isaiah this week, or this episode, I should say. So welcome, Isaiah. Appreciate you, you know, joining me and being my you know, special co-host for this episode. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, for the fans' sake, make sure to tune in this Thursday um, for this Thursday's episode because Jovan and I will, being, will, will be doing our very own mock draft. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, that's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very fun. So I hope you guys tune in and enjoy that. But let's get back to the program. If you're new to the program, I'm your host, Devin. I usually say I'm joined by my co-host, Jovan, but I'm joined by my special co-host, Isaiah. And uh, this is where we're going to dive balls deep into the hottest stories in sports. And to, you know, pivot to where we're going to be talking about, we're still talking about some football. So, uh, but we got some brand new, brand new news that dropped today, and JJ Watt, his free agent saga is over. I mean, he was teasing fans pretty much every day or every week. Him and his brothers were, or his brothers were even tagging along about where was he gonna land. He was throwing out some, you know, hints, some crazy hints, um, to the point where today someone made a fake account of him and he basically had to come out and say he doesn't own a bike so like just end that because in the bio of that account it said he had narrowed his team his decision to three teams and it said which three teams so he dropped a photo on his twitter basically saying sources me and it was him working out in an arizona cardinals uniform so he's officially joining the arizona cardinals he announced it himself and we'll show you you know the screenshot uh so he signed with the cardinals for two years 31 million and uh it's 23 million guaranteed so my question to you is what are your thoughts on the move uh were you surprised did you see that coming um honestly because i saw what deandre hopkins had posted with him as soon as he uh as him and the texans parted ways and I, I got to thinking, I was like, you know what, that wouldn't be a bad move because the Cardinals, you know, they're a team that, you know, in the coming years, should they get to the playoffs, they have a good team that could they slip past the round, like, with a good team? They can, in the NFL, you can do anything. You can win any year. Any team could win any year. I feel like they're a good team that has a good chance to win within the next few years. And why wouldn't you take J.J. Watt? He's an upgrade for most teams in the league. So I think him going there was was not only a great move for the Cardinals, but a better move for him. It was uh, not very surprising, but, you know, 
I think it was possibly me. For me, it was a surprise, not on how much he was making, because he's J.J. Watt, he's a big name, big fish in a small pond, being that free agency hasn't, you know, started yet. Uh, so I think it was smart of him to to sign with the team now before the market opens or before teams, you know, declare who they're going to franchise tag because you get the, you know, it's almost like a premium in a sense. You get first dibs on the teams that are looking for a defensive lineman or an edge rusher. So he gets so is more it was more likely that he got that amount of money now than you know if he waited. So I thought that was smart on his, on his end. I was surprised about which team he went to because there was rumors that he it could be the Bills, it could be the Browns, it could be the Packers. Like he go back to Wisconsin where he's from. He could go to Pittsburgh to team up with his his brothers um, who both happen to play for the Steelers. They were talking about the Colts being a possibility. So the Cardinals, I seen what DeAndre Hopkins had um, put out when he got released. By the time I'm like, he's not going there. He's not going to Arizona. But that's one guy that you know is happy as hell that this move had happened because he gets to. What was the, what was the caption of that um, that thing? He said, "Let's finish what what we started," and yep. he gets the opportunity to finish what they started and instead of being in Houston. It's in uh, Arizona. What do they call them? The Arizona Texans now? She, man, he might hop on the bandwagon. He might hop on the bandwagon. <laughs> the only one they're missing is Deshaun Watson. They might, you know, try to finesse a trade to get Deshaun Watson over there. But it's not going to happen. But but in terms of the move, though, now that I thought about it some more, I really like the move. Not just for J.J. Watt's sake, because, like I just explained, it was a good move. I think it was a really good move for the Cardinals' sake because another man who's happy as hell that they got J.J. Watt is Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones has been phenomenal when healthy and when on the field. He's been one of the best edge rushers or the best, you know, yeah, best one of the best edge rushers. I mean, since he – so the most sacks in the NFL since the, the start of 2012 have been Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt, and they both are on the same team now. And then in terms of, I think, past couple years, uh, Chandler Jones is top two in the league in terms of uh, sacks and, and stuff like that, only to Aaron Donald. So he's he's up there with Aaron Donald. Now you partner him with J.J. Watt. And J.J. Watt is accustomed to being the number one guy. He's the number two guy now. Mm-hmm. So he, he's going to make Chandler Jones' job a lot easier. Chandler Jones is going to make his job a lot easier. I would have liked, you know, the Cardinals to keep Patrick Peterson, in this sake, because I think he deserves a chance to, you know, go far in the playoffs because he's been there for so long and, you know, with them struggling. So I hope Larry Fitz comes back. Um, but they already said Patrick Peterson is, um, you know, they're par- going to part ways. But that defense is still promising. you got Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, Isaiah Simmons, who was picking it up at the end of last season. And they got Buda Baker, oh, yeah. who's been who's a baller. So they – and they still got their first round pick, so they can still make moves. And I think it was a really good move on their part. Now, one person, oh, two people, or I should say, two, yeah, two people who are not happy because the NFC West is just getting like more stacked. They already got Matthew Stafford to add to that division. Now you got JJ Watt. So one person who's not happy about this move is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was 
over here complaining about how he's getting hit too much. And sorry to tell you, buddy, but now you got to play not only Chandler Jones, but Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt, not once, but twice a year. And then the other person is, the I, it wasn't not really a person, it's the organization. The 49ers, uh, yeah, the 49ers. They have their left tackle is a free agent, Trent Williams. So if he wasn't their top priority now, um, before, he's definitely their top priority now because they need to protect their quarterback, whoever that may be. Uh, we shall see. It could be Jimmy G. It, may, it might not, but she, they better sign that boy ASAP because he's, he's going to be a vital part not only for this upcoming season but for seasons to come. And the reason why I left the window open saying whoever that quarterback may be, I mentioned his name, uh, talking about they just need to go out and get Deshaun Watson now to be, you know, the Arizona Texans. He might be the quarterback of the 49ers and have to face his former teammates twice a year. That window of opportunity is still, it's still open. It's still open. And um, although uh, John Lynch came out and said Jimmy G is their quarterback, you can't trust these front offices for shit because they'll say one thing one day and then the next day you're traded. Just look at OBJ. Just look at OBJ. Yeah. Uh, that's just, as a Giants fan, it still hurts to this day. But, uh, <laughs> so Deshaun Watson, he met with the newly hired uh, Texans head coach, David Culley, recently, and he reiterated that he wanted to be traded and he has no intentions of playing in Houston again. And then rumors came out, you know, couple of days later, basically saying he'll go as far as, you know, miss it, sitting out regular season games. It's to that extent mm-hmm. where he wants nothing to do with them. I have no clue what they did besides not listening to him. I, like I've said, they just need to just give him the man, his request there. His, his stock's only going to plummet because not his, his stock, but they, they, they're not going to be in the driver's seat. They're not going to get as much in return for him. The longer they wait, I think so. They just need to yeah. pull the trigger now and try to get as much as they could for him, because he they had they didn't they have not done right by the guy, and the only it's best you get rid of him now and get as much for him before the draft, because before the draft pe- these teams are going to be more willing to give up some more draft capital due to the draft being right there, and it's better that you get rid of him before the draft because you know when these teams pick. Whereas if you get picks for next year, you don't really know when they'll be. So he's going to get fined if he sits out regular season games. He seems like he doesn't care. I think that's probably the better move if he really wants to, you know, keep his foot down. So he's trying to force his way out. He's trying, he's trying to pull uh, James think, Harden uh, in a sense. I think with the whole Deshaun Watson situation, you know, he already took his stance. And uh, I think at this point it would be pointless to go back on that and say, Oh, I'm gonna come out and play for them because it's not a good situation. I I feel I feel like it's a horrible situation any way you look at it. And if he goes out there and plays for a team that's that bad and gets hurt, then he's the one that's asked out at the end of the day. And that's so he needs to pre- protect himself amongst everything and hold out because them fines aren't gonna do nothing to you. If you get hurt, that could that could end your career. So yeah, he wants to. He needs to take the safe approach right here. And I don't think the Texans have showed me anything in the past five years to make me trust them <laughs> as an organization anyways. So I, I don't th- I don't think they I, showed I it, him either because clearly that's why he wants out. Yeah, I think he needs to get out of there. 
He definitely needs to get out of there. And I was telling Jovan on recent episodes that I don't understand why the newly hired GM uh, and the newly hired coach claimed in their introductory press conference that they took the job knowing that Deshaun Watson will be the quarterback of the future when he already, before they got hired, that he won, he won it out. So mm-hmm. I don't understand it. They are delusional and kind of just assumed it, mm-hmm. that it was going to change, and it didn't. I think the Texans went out and hired a minority coach in hopes that that swayed him to stay, even though it wasn't the minority coach that he had wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he doesn't really care at this point. He he just wants out. He wants a fresh start, and he deservingly so. Uh, teams that I, I that I would like to, him to go to is the 49ers. 49ers is a perfect situation where you plug him. He's going to flourish in that Kyle Shanahan offense. You sh- you know that offense very well, being that he, oh, you're a Falcons fan. Um, so he, I think that would be perfect for him. Uh, the, the offensive line situation is way better than what, what it is over there in Houston. In terms of weapons, he's going to have Kittle to throw to, which is as good as he's going to get. And then you have these young receivers and, you know, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and whoever they may draft um, in the future. Defense, I can't name defense because they have a lot of free agent, uh, pending free agents, including Richard Sherman. But they do have Nick Bosa, who's going to be there for the future, for sure, unless they trade him forward to Sean Watson. Uh, so I think they're in a better situation where he can win now and compete. But that division is stacked. And uh, I don't know if he would like that. I also think, uh, you know, what it seemed like the 49ers, you know, even though this dude came on and said he wants to run with Jimmy G, there aren't too many quarterbacks in the league that are a Deshaun Watson. And you need to know what's available, when it's available. And that's what separates championship teams from, you know, teams sure. that don't make it and don't get it done. I think right now you got to go get him because that team is too good to pass up by, like, adding a Deshaun Watson to it, it that would be a nasty team to deal with. Yeah, for sure. I mean, outside of a handful of teams, like pretty much everyone in the league should be in this Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. If you, everyone if it's a possible, if it's if it's possible, they should. It, this doesn't happen often where a prime quarterback in his prime is requesting to be, like, to leave. Like, they're going to get a Herschel Walker package, if not more, because – He's a quarterback, and they val- and hope. they value a quarterback a lot more. Well, you would hope, but you know the the Houston Texans like to botch mm-hmm. things, as you can see. They didn't even get a first round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. So, and then they could have got something right. for JJ Watt, but they got nothing in return for him. So that's that's on them. I mean, but speaking of another quarterback that I mentioned earlier, who wasn't happy about the JJ Watt news, Russell Wilson. That's your guy. Even though you're not a, a Seahawks guy, that's your favorite quarterback. That's your guy. Um, he's he and recently he he mentioned his frustrations with the organization on basically the they're not helping him or help protecting him for the long haul. He's tired of being hit essentially, and he knows that's going to take a toll on his body as he gets older. So he's expressed you know he wanted he wants some say in the personnel decisions and if they have an issue with it then he's more than happy 
to get traded. So, he, but he did not request or demand a trade. But he did give the, the Seahawks organization a small list of four specific teams because he does have a no trade clause. A small list of teams that he would be willing to get traded to should they decide to part ways. And those teams were the the Bears, the Cowboys, the Raiders, and the Saints. And the funny thing about this, these rumors dropped immediately after, or the, 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 the list dropped immediately after I told you who I thought would be perfect for Russell Wilson should he get traded, which was the Raiders. I thought the Raiders were a perfect <laughs> spot for him just because I can see him in that John Gruden offense, just as I can see Deshaun Watson in that John Gruden offense. But you put him behind a, a really good offensive line, you give him a running back like Josh Jacobs, he, he has a Henry Ruggs, a Darren Waller. The only thing they're missing is defense, and they haven't really been good at drafting first round with their first-round picks as of late under Mike Mayock because uh, they seem to you know go do something like some – out-of-the-box thinking, which doesn't seem to work, in my opinion. But they've got some, you know, mid-round gems in uh, Jonathan Abrams, who has potential. Uh, Max Crosby, who has potential. So they they can draft, but I think these top picks, you're going to botch them anyway. You might as well just go out and get something that you're going to, you know for sure is what he's capable of. And he's a quarterback at that, or a top quarterback, top five, who can easily lead you to a championship. You're in a division where you're competing against the Chiefs. You're going to have to put up high numbers. Who who else can you, you know, rely on besides an MVP caliber quarterback like a Russell Wilson? So I think that would be a perfect move. But before, you get, before I go ahead over to you and throw it over to you, According to Adam Schefter, Russ said he would be happily um, to accept a trade to the Bears because people were questioning why the Bears. And then um, NFL Network's Jane Slater threw some cold water on the Russ to the Cowboys news. Sorry, Cowboys fans. Sorry to get your hopes up, but it ain't going to happen. Um, so she referred to that trade idea as laughable, and that's because the Cowboys are focused on Dak returning. So... Mm-hmm. Do you think Russell Wilson is going to get traded? And if he does, whether you think so or not, where do you think he should go? I personally, in the long run, I don't think he's going to get traded because even just thinking about that is crazy. Like, how could you trade Russ? Like, not only is he top five at his position, but I say, like, mentally – there's there's very few at the QB position that are like him. And if he does get traded, you know, as much as I hate to say it, I think you should go to the Saints. Like, granted, you know, well, besides the Buccaneers, you know, the Buccaneers are the only really competitive team in that division to compete with you. But I think we watched this Saints team, who's always very good overall as a whole, and – they get to the playoffs and they flop three years. You can't believe it because, you know, you got Drew Brees and you got this great team. But I think Russell Wilson has that, you know, has what they need to get over that hump to get them to the Super Bowl and if not win it. And so I, it's hard for me to see that 
as not being the best scenario for him because it's like I can't remember a time when the Saints didn't have what what you needed to go all the way. So I think that's the perfect fit for him. Uh, if not there, then I think uh, what was the other team? Because he said he's happy with the Bears, but um, the Raiders and the Cowboys. What's the, no, not the Cowboys. The Raiders. The Raiders. If you're going to the Raiders, I think you know you're still playing a little bit for the future. Like you're still going to need a couple more things. So, yeah, I think the Saints is the best landing spot because they can just get them in there, plug them in, be like, "Listen, you know what you're doing. You're smart. Take us to the chip." Well, I I think the the Saints are the more the most win now team, most win now scenario for him to land. It would be perfect because there's times where Drew Brees has struggled and they have Taysom Hill come in and he lit, lights a spark, but they don't keep him in because they he's Drew Brees is sitting there on the sideline. You got to put him in the game. Yeah. And it's almost because Drew Brees isn't mobile. And that's kind of what hurt him in recent years because he can't extend plays as, as much as he w- would like. So a Russ... Is going to give you the accuracy of a Drew Brees, but the mobility of a Taysom Hill, and you don't got to substitute nobody. Nobody. Exactly. So I think that would be a perfect scenario in giving him a talent like a Michael Thomas, who, don't get me wrong, DK Metcalf is really good. Tyler Lockett is really good. But they're not no Michael Thomas. They're not no Michael Thomas. And yeah. Michael Thomas is a beast. You give him Michael Thomas. You give him Alvin Kamara? As a Falcons fan, yeah, as a, as a Falcons fan, I would not want to face that twice a year. It's true. It's true. But, you know, I like my team to face the hardest teams they can before they get to the playoffs. So when we get there, I know, you know, I know it's real. But it's it's hard for me to see a better situation than that for him, especially since the way the yeah. Saints build, it never feels like there's going to be a year where it's like, we're trash because of the decisions we made five years ago. Like, they stay consistently good, and that's what you would like to see out of an organization. I mean, I, although I think that's the best landing spot for him, I think that's probably the least likely landing spot for him. Um, because yeah. if I'm if I'm the Seahawks, I'm not going to trade him to the Saints because, one, you're in the NFC. It's going to be pro- And, two, yeah. more likely than not, the Saints are going to have a late first-round pick. With Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. it's even more likely. So, you're not quality of the picks that you're gonna get is, isn't that good. So, the Bears probably I said would more even would be more likely, and although it's still in the NFC, I think that's just a more likely landing spot because they're desperate and they're willing to pay King's ransom for almost any quarterback at the moment. Although I think they'll probably trade for Marcus Mariota. Or now to Alex Smith is going to be a free agent. Maybe they just go out and grab Alex Smith if he's still willing to play. I don't know. They're just desperate. So they're willing to pay King's ransom. But I think the Raiders are probably the most likely landing spot for them. So if I had a rank, I'd probably say the Raiders 1, Bears 2, Saints 3, Cowboys 4. I don't think the Cowboys have a chance of even getting him. Uh, I don't want him to go to the Cowboys either because I'm a Giants fan. But I just don't see it happening because... They just have so much problems with that team that even though you get a Russell Wilson, you're just hindering yourself for the future because now you have less draft capital to fill those needs. And as we've seen last year, 
when they had Dak, they still sucked. They were better with Dak, but they still sucked. And then you, you get rid of Dak, and it just pinpointing the holes that they have. I think they just have too many. Whereas the Bears, the Bears, mm. they made the playoffs. They barely made the playoffs, but they made the playoffs. <laughs> so there's still uh, there's still quality players on that team, and they could definitely turn things around. But the last two topics we have, we're talking about another quarterback. Um, I don't know if you watched the I Am Athlete podcast. Um, Cam Newton was a guest on you know, a recent episode, and he talked about his time in New England this past season. And it was very interesting. So if you haven't, I recommend you go watch it. Um, but if, if you have, then I would like to hear your perspective on the Cam Newton situation moving forward because he is a free agent. People don't know if he's going to return back to New England or if he's going to go elsewhere. So I, I will give you my opinion, but I would like to hear your opinion first. So where, where do you think he's going to play next season? Oh, I don't know, man. I, it's it's my gut feeling says go back to New England, you know, see what you can do with their full squad because he had a lot of people opt out and stuff. But then again, I get that feeling where it's like, what he said about 32 quarterbacks not being better than him is true. Like, I don't know how you can be an NFL, how you can run an NFL team and say, I'm not going to take, I'm going to take this guy over this guy when this guy is clearly like better than the people we're seeing from jobs. But I say, go back to new England, give it another year. You know, uh, I think that's the best, the best case scenario right now, unless, you know, a miracle happens and somehow he's, Playing for a team that may be the quarterback gets injured. Maybe the quarterback gets injured, yeah. Um, so, people, a lot of people, a lot of analysts seem to just pin, be pinpointing this guy to go to Washington to, you know, reunite with Ron Rivera, especially because now they're looking for a quarterback. Um, I think that is a, a solid situation. But I think best the best scenario for him is returning to New England. And I think the best case scenario for New England or the best option for New England at the quarterback position is Cam Newton. Like, you think, gotta think about it. There was, in terms of opt-outs and injuries, the Patriots probably were one of the most depleted rosters in the league last year. In terms of opt-outs, they had the most opt-outs out of all franchises in the NFL. And then injuries, he didn't have a lot of people on that team, like a Julian Edelman, he had no one to throw to. That offense was depleted, yet he finished the season with his second best passing percentage. Like, he had his second best, he had his second best season in terms of accuracy. Last season, when he had no weapons. Like, it's mind-blowing how people just claim that, you know, came to suck last season, when the numbers say differently. And, Although the the Patriots didn't succeed like they like the their expectations like don't get me wrong yeah. it was it was a failed season it was a failed season but he didn't suck as bad as people say he did um, mm-hmm. but in the beginning of the season he balled out he balled out and he even said it himself once once COVID hit it was almost like you you were um, you were driving let's say we're on a trip me me and you were two different cars we're driving. 
and I'm I'm running out of gas. I gotta take a pit stop, but I tell you, you keep going. So you keep going. I take my pit stop, and I'm back on the road. I'm I'm behind. There's no way I'm catching up to you. Like you're already gone. You're gonna keep going. He basically said the team went on without him, and when he came back, he was behind and he, he had to play catch up. And with that, so he didn't he didn't take make any excuses. He basically put blame on himself, and it, it hurt him too because he didn't have off season to learn the offense. He kind of was learning on the go, and the offense, and he didn't ask for them to take it slow with him. He wanted to you know move at a hundred percent. So it's a little bit on not you know not going to the team early, but I think giving him another chance with the off season and a more, I don't know how to say, an improved offense or more improved weapons to surround him, I think he's going to flourish. And honestly, I don't think the Patriots will be bad, as bad as they were last season. I, I think COVID hurt them with no off season and then just players catching COVID and opt-outs in general. So I think the Patriots are the best option for him, and I really do hope that he goes back to New England. He, I feel like every time I watch an interview of this guy, I become more of a fan of him, and I'm, I was already a fan. So he's misunderstood. The media seems to, you know, create their own narrative about him and things like that, and he even went out and even said that Bill Belichick is probably the most misunderstood guy in the NFL because people seem to think he's, you know, Mr. Hardass, Mr. Hardass, but he's mad chill and he's mad cool. And he's a historian of the game, which is dope just to kind of hear that perspective of him because he's very awkward in front of, like, the media and stuff like that. But, hey, I would like to see him in New England because I think that's a really good scenario for him. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's, it's a good situation because I think they need each other at the moment. So I think... I think he should go back. You know, what's what's? It's not gonna hurt if you go back because you know more than you did when you exactly. started with this. So uh, you're not starting from year. square one. So that in just having the off season, you have a lot longer time to study the playbook and catch up to what you missed in the first season. And think about it: before he caught COVID, he was balling. He was like, they were competing. So imagine that for a full mm. season. He he was on his way to win comeback player of the year until he caught COVID and started stinking up. And then once Alex Smith stepped on the field, no one else was winning the award besides Alex Smith because that was just an accomplishment in itself. But with our last topic, we're talking about Orlando Brown, offensive tackle of the Ravens. So if you don't know already, he w- was the starting right tackle of the Ravens for some years now since he's been in the league. Um. But Ronnie Stanley, who they signed to an extension, is their left tackle. He went down with injury this season, and they put Orlando Brown, who played left tackle in college at Oklahoma, they moved him to left tackle, and he played very well. And now that he's went and got a little taste of it in the NFL, he, I'm pretty sure he already wanted to play left tackle. But he got a little taste of it in the NFL and seen that he he can play with the best of them over there. And he realized that he wants to play that full-time. So he's starting to explore his trade-up possibilities as he eyes full-time a full-time role at left tackle. So my question to you is what team or teams do you think should pursue this guy? Um, because he's very talented left ta- uh, well, player, and he could be one of the best left tackles in the league should he be a full-time left tackle. 
I mean, we got a lot of teams that need help protecting their quarterback. Franchises that seem like they don't want to win because they don't put anything around their quarterbacks to to uh, protect them. But in terms of teams that I could see him going to, um, I don't know. I mean, can the Seahawks support a dude like that? I mean, they have they have Dwayne Brown, who they got from the the Texans, and they're not gonna move Dwayne Brown to right tackle because I don't think he has experience over there. And Orlando Brown said he doesn't want to play right tackle anymore. So I don't know if that's realistic, but that's a move that they they should explore if Dwayne Brown's willing to go to right. Well, I I don't know, man. I don't know where I could see him going. That like. Uh... Cause you know the first thing I think about is Atlanta always. Like, can we bring can we bring this man here? But we actually have a good situation where our, with our line where we have a, uh, uh, I believe our whole line is like fourth year players besides Alex Mack. So you know we got a nice you know button thing going right there. So if you know one of those quarterbacks want to come over here somehow some way, please, you know, get something. We we could do something, but uh. Man, I don't know. I don't know what team I can see him going to at the moment. So I, I thought of the Giants immediately once he thought he mentioned he wanted to explore it because I'm a Giants fan. I'm like, we need offensive line mm-hmm. help. Or Andrew Thomas, yeah, we drafted him at four to play left tackle. I mean, his rookie season he was going to play right tackle. Should Nate Solder have not opted out? So he has experience playing left tackle and right tackle. So we could always flip him to right tackle and if we trade for Orlando Brown, but I don't think that's realistic. So I put my GM cap on. And um, I think the perfect location for him, I'll, I'll name some other teams after, but I think the perfect location for him will be Indianapolis. So Anthony Constanzo, their left tackle, retired. He announced his retirement at the end of this past season, and now they need a left tackle. They were already a really good offensive line before his retirement. So now you, he retires, you plug away. You, like, your, your first-round pick is, what, 20th or 21st? And... You don't really have that many holes. Most of your holes are on the defensive end, which your defense was really good last season. And on the offensive end, it's really just you know adding additional receivers. You already got your quarterback. You didn't have to pay up a first-round pick for him. So you have Carson Wentz, Jonathan Taylor. You have um, Michael Pittman. T.Y. Hilton is a free agent, but they have Paris Campbell coming back from injury. They have like three tight ends. Um, their offensive line is really good. They're just missing that left tackle now. So if you're going to draft a left tackle in the first round, none of those guys are better than Orlando Brown as we speak. So you might as well yeah. just go get them a proven commodity and just plug away. I think that's probably the perfect location. Outside of Indianapolis, though, the other teams I thought of were the Chargers. The Chargers have been looking for ta- uh, you know offensive tackle help since last year, and they need a left tackle. Protect their franchise quarterback Justin Herbert with you know their offense is high power so and they underperformed last season so that would definitely help um and then I thought of Washington the Washington football team because they lost Trent Williams they had to trade him away because they were beefing if they need offensive line help too that can help um Dallas is a possibility because uh, uh their left tackle Tyron Smith He's been injury-prone in recent years, so how many years does he have left? Also, they've been banged, last season they were banged up on the offensive line. They could definitely use some offensive line help. Do I think it's likely? Probably not. 
but it's a possibility. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles, they need a left tackle. Lane Johnson, they got him at right tackle. He ain't moving. Andre Dillard, they drafted him to play left tackle. He ain't painting out, but he might be able to move into guard, left guard. They got Brandon Brooks at guard. Uh, Kelsey, I don't know if he's going to be in Philly for long. He might retire, might get traded, might get released. Who knows? I mean, they stink. Just put it like that. They have a lot of holes. They could use them. Uh, the Bears are a really good possibility. They need offensive line help as well. But I don't know if they're going to have to be give up a first-round pick. I don't know if Orlando Brown's the guy. They might have to, you know, use that to go get a Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. Who knows? Um, the Minnesota Vikings, they need offensive line help badly. I... I that might be a good spot. Really, really good, good spot. spot. So, and the Panthers. But I think they're trying to save up their draft capital to get a Deshaun Watson. Because um, they, they're releasing dues financially to create cap space. They got draft capital. They're trying to, you know, get King's Ransom to give up. King's Ransom to get their guy. But I think the two best locations for or the three best locations for him would be Indianapolis, the Chargers and the Vikings. I think those three teams should go get them. I think they're they should be able to get, you know, they they should be able to get rid of some draft capital because they can afford to. They're a really good team who really good teams who have very few holes to fill, and this guy could help them really, really bad. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> uh, but if that's all you have to say, um, that's all we have for you guys today for episode 16 of season two. Again, we're happy that you guys tuned in and, you know, lasted this long. Isaiah, I'm happy, you know, you you joined me for being my special, you know, Thank you, co-host to fill in for Jovan. But this is your time. Plug away, my good sir. So, I stream at Silver City ID. I haven't been streaming lately. Got to get my laptop fixed. But when it, when everything comes back up, I let everyone know, and I should be back on that heavy at least before summer he's starts. He's big on he's big on but, the Nintendo, as you see uh, his sweater. He he like he likes his Super well, yeah. Mario Super Smash Bros. So go. But when I come back, I might be streaming uh, all the GTA games, all the GTA okay. story modes. Because you know what. I, I'm building that hype for GTA 6. All I'm right. ready. I'm so go check my guy out on Twitch, Silver City ID. That's that's his name. Go check him out. I already told you. Check me out, Damn Drew Rican. D A M J E W R I C A N. I'm telling you, I had a killer win. Was like two weeks ago. I'm riding high on that. I, have, I don't think I've streamed since. <laughs> um, so. I'm riding in a whole bunch of second places. <laughs> yeah, I was as of late, and I haven't streamed. Maybe if I stream, we might actually win. But I feel like every time I hit the record oh. button, it's just like I get camera shy or something because, damn, <laughs> I'd be stinking it up. But, hey, I'm riding high on it. So go check me out on Instagram. Go check him out on Instagram. Go check us out on Twitch. And, you know, do what you got to do. Show some love. And make sure to go show some love to our guys at the Expansion Pack Podcast. It's a gaming podcast for you. We talk about gaming. If you want the gaming news, that's a podcast to check out. Show some love to them. 
and go show our some love to our guys, um, our musicians. You know, Harv, like I said, dropped a dropped a track. Nutcase, go check that out. It's a banger. And our guy RJ Sows, go check him out. He was just on the podcast. He got some music on his I on his uh. What is it called? SoundCloud. I told you he had someone on uh, on some of his tracks that was on, you know, the on the podcast. But I wasn't gonna say no names. But it wasn't me. So hint, hint, it was Joe Pond. Now, hint, hint, <laughs> it wasn't me. It was this dude Isaiah too. He was on the track. So go check him out on SoundCloud. <laughs> RJ Sows. He got some bangers with our guys Isaiah and Jovan. So. Check that out. Show some love. Until next time, peace. You're talking about balls deep. I'm talking about balls deep. We're talking about balls deep in love. I'm talking about balls deep. My boy's talking about balls deep. We're talking about balls deep in love.